Dr. Lori Heap here and welcome to Five to Thrive. Today we are continuing with the different aspects of the healthy mind bladder. Our topic today being sleep time. The goal of sleep is to wake up refreshed in the morning. A lot of people ask me, how much sleep do I need in order to be healthy and have a sense of well-being? And my answer to that is it depends. Some people need less sleep than others and different areas of our life require different amounts of sleep. Now, at baseline, most people need at least six hours, but during eras of high stress, you may need nine or 10 in order to wake up refreshed, but waking up fairly refreshed, I mean, not like, yay, I'm getting out of bed and I'm ripper and ready to go every morning. But you know, after about five or 10 minutes, you're good and you feel good when you get out of bed. This is the goal. And this is where we want to try and titrate the amount of sleep that you're getting to make that feel upon arising and waking up in the morning happen. So now I'm going to take you through multiple ideas on how to improve your sleep and have better sleep hygiene in general. And so if you can pull out your notes or just make a mental note of some changes, at least one or two that you might be able to make to get you sleeping better on a regular basis, the benefits are both for the mind and the body and you have better willpower throughout the day. So you really want to be making this happen. So the first of these is be consistent and have a consistent wind down routine that is relaxing and screen free. If you have trouble falling asleep, one thing that you could do is try some ventral vagal or vagal nerve activating moves, which I have included a link in the description for the podcast to different ideas on how to activate that vagus nerve, which is the calm conduit of our bodies. But I always like to recommend to people a really powerful exercise called the basic exercise to power on the vagus nerve at the end of the day in order to help you shift downward and drift off to sleep. So this basic exercise consists of putting both of your hands behind the base of your head or behind your neck, laying flat out on your back and looking only with your eyes to the right as far as you can until you yawn, swallow, or sigh, which the yawn, swallow, or sigh is a vagus nerve reflex, which means you've powered it on and then repeat that looking with your eyes all the way to the left as far as you can without straining or turning your head until you yawn, swallow, or sigh and have tripped the vagus on. And then maybe do something else relaxing and see if that doesn't help you power down and go to sleep. Other things that you could do after the basic exercise would be a progressive muscle relaxation, which consists of going from head to toe and contracting the different muscle groups sequentially and then relaxing them. So, you know, contract the muscles of your forehead and then deliberately relax them. The contraction is for, you know, 15 to 30 seconds and then relax. This has been an exercise in empirical research that is a behavioral change that's highly effective at helping people fall asleep. So falling asleep is one of your challenges. Try the basic exercise followed by progressive muscle relaxation and see if that doesn't help with that challenge. The rest are fairly simple and a lot of people know these, but if they're not happening and you have a challenge falling or staying asleep, these might be things that you consider. So next up on this list is making sure your room is dark and quiet. If you need blackout curtains, that might be something that you definitely want to invest in or maybe ask for those as a gift for your birthday or a special occasion. Next is about what you consume. 
before bed. And so you want to avoid large meals and alcohol right before bedtime. And caffeine, you may want to stop drinking caffeine at around 2 p.m. and go to caffeine-free beverages after that. And then last two things are, if you're not exercising, exercise can really help if we do it earlier in the day with regards to being tired and falling asleep later. Exercise that consists of resistance training is especially helpful during high stress times. We're going to cover that in physical time in our next podcast. And then finally, look up sleep stretches or there is actually sleep yoga that you can do right before bedtime that is meant to relax you and help you drift off to sleep. And then finally, if you do some of these things and you feel like you're getting a reasonable amount of sleep, but you're never waking up refreshed, you may want to check in with your physician and see if you have an underlying challenge like a thyroid problem or other things and factors that can be coming into play here would be if you're doing way too much supernormal stimuli, part of a funk symptom is just chronic fatigue. Or if you've got chronic stress going on, pretty much everything that we cover in our program is geared towards trying to decrease or downregulate that. So anytime I talk about distress or regulating your emotions or that sifted to shifted exercise that we just covered, all of these things are geared towards breaking the cycle of chronic stress so that you can downregulate the chemical called cortisol, which will help you get better sleep and it helps with the chronic fatigue that's associated with chronic stress. So bottom line is choose a couple of these things to try to get better rest in general and really prioritize this for your body and your mind and your general well-being in daily life. Next up, we're going to turn to physical time, which is the final topic on the Healthy Mind Platter that we're going to cover. And we're going to discover and explore ways of decreasing how sedentary we have all become in daily life. <music> 